you're listening to Fantasy Frenemies, a new fantasy football podcast. Let's get it started in here. And the bass keeps running, running, and 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 in this context, there's no disrespect. So when I bust my rhyme, you break your neck. We got five minutes for us to disconnect from all intellect and let the rhythm affect. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Ha. Let's get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Welcome to week 10, episode 12 of the Fantasy Frenemies podcast. Fantasy I am juiced Frenemies. up today. I am excited for this episode. We have a lot on the dock. Might be a longer episode because we have so much content and just ridiculous takes, I'm sure. So rather than me babble anymore, we're going to get right into it. Week 9 was the week of underdogs, both in the NFL and in our fantasy league. Actually, just kidding. It was all chalk. <laughs> so, underdog is <laughs> just in the NFL. Our fantasy league still chalk with me beating Brian ag- again for the second time, staying undefeated. We had Blaze. Take job. Blaze continue his win streak, his ascension, after beating CJ, who has now lost four games in a row, I believe. So, he he's down bad, falling just dramatically down the standings. We had Courtney beat Jalen, and Courtney was... The second highest scorer on the week had another great week at, so now she is sitting at six and three. And then we had Trevor lose a heartbreaker versus Kevin, with Kevin ending his two game losing streak, and Trevor now also losing four games in a row and falling down the standings. So as we sit here today, it is me in first, Kevin in second, Courtney in third, Blaze in fourth, Trevor in fifth, CJ in sixth. And then Brian and Jalen sitting in the bottom two spots on the outside looking in for the playoff picture. So, given all of that, what, do you guys have anything to add about week nine in our league? I was really trying to win. I had the biggest blowout of the week and highest score, and I was very happy with that. That you did. At the halftime around in the, the first game slots, I was projected to score 201 points. <laughs> <laughs> which was sweet nice did you screenshot that i think so yeah i'll try and uh, find it i screenshot it when it was high oh of course mm-hmm. you have to yeah but it, it's just been pain for me three of the last four weeks i have lost by less than 10 points uh, one of them was a three-point game so i am how much did i beat you by trevor i don't think you beat me by very much i think it was like Seven, or maybe you were the one that beat me by a bunch. Uh, Jalen beat me by three last week, and then Kevin beat me by eight this week. So, it yeah, no, I crushed you. Never mind. Yeah, Trevor, was, I beat yeah. you by sixty. So, okay, so that was the week before that <laughs> I little. I lost by like eight or something. So it's been a rough. You year lost to a me. tanking I, team by sixty. Congratulations! I gotta get a win here. I, I who do I face this week? I face um, Courtney. Yeah, I face uh, Courtney this interesting, week. interesting um, matchup if she sets her lineup. Yeah, she needs to set her lineup. Kevin, uh, Kevin, I, I mean, know I'm, you listen. I'm, Tell Courtney to set her lineup. 
I would love if I won because I am barely ahead of Brian right now. No, I need Courtney to lose now. So, <laughs> yeah. But I, I will say, Trevor, it's it's hard for you to win games when you have Josh Allen ten, Tyreek Hill seven. Yes. Like. Yeah. Those. You're all, be... Also, your running backs um not been great this year. <laughs> well, when half of them are hurt, and then the other half Certified are backups that don't touch the ball. Poo-poo. Speaking of which, Trevor, it's still on the table. I'm offering you a deal to give you a solid you, I'm not back giving back. you the first-round pick. No, I'm not giving you my first-round pick. I really, well, I'll give it to someone else. To uh, Daryl Henderson. He wants to give me Daryl Henderson for a first round. Hell no. That's what, what I said. What are you talking about? Daryl Henderson's the top 12 RB. <laughs> Yeah, but th- th- I'm looking for future-wise. Like, I want a running back that will hopefully sustain, and Cam Akers is probably going to be their lead back mm-hmm. next year. I don't know. The way Daryl Henderson's so. looked. We'll yeah. see. We we will see. Um, over the past couple weeks, um, Brian has shifted his focus from winning games to his own Thanos Infinity Stone <laughs> craze as he is trying to get every single first-round pick in the league. He wants all of I it. am not... That is a pipe dream. I am trying. I am trying to build my future. Gotta I have three off. first round picks now. My my first round pick will most likely be the number one overall pick because I don't plan on uh, beating Jalen. That's that's pretty much it. Um, <laughs> once once our next matchup rolls around, the uh, the bench is coming out. The IR is getting emptied. The the taxi squad is getting emptied. You know, we're, we're putting out some uh, some unproven talent. Um, but yeah, so uh, I am building for the future. I have a solid base of young players, and to add three more first round rookies into that should be good. All right, and as I mentioned in the opening, it was a crazy week in the NFL. Starting off with our. Very own Cleveland Browns getting back on track after a very drama-filled, dramatic, unfocused week, it seems, with all the... Drama-filled, dramatic? Oh, yeah. I Double drama. Double drama. Total drama. (laughs) Total drama island? (laughs) Yep. Lots of, lots of... No, Brian, I'm not even going to give it to you. With all all of that double drama surrounding Odell, who is no longer on the team, is currently a free agent. We're not sure where he's going to go, but the Browns played probably their most complete game of the year against the Bengals coming out with the win. So, Blaze, I'm sure that made you very, very happy as you sit there with your Browns hat on. What did you think of the game? So good. Trevor was right. The Bengals halfway through the season at Cincy, the Browns showed up and... I think it further proves that Odell was a big, I don't know if problem's the right word to use, but he affected the offense negatively when he was on the field. And I think that showed in this with how everyone was playing lights out. And I think it was just like everyone had something to prove. Baker had that big old bomb to Donovan Peoples-Jones. Denzel Ward had a pick six that needed to get oxygen on the bench for maybe a quarter and a half of the game. (laughs) Um, It was was beautiful. We we stomped, stomped the Bungles. And then them after... Oh, I know. Well, I I was going to say. What? Go ahead, let's finish up. No, I was just going to say, which also hurts them after losing to the Jets uh, two weeks ago. Yeah stinky yeah i told you when we drafted dbj he's gonna be a good player 
He's going to be a contributor because he was a beast at Michigan. He was yeah. not a beast He's, at Michigan. Yes, he was. If he was, he was a the beast only at Michigan, he wouldn't have been a six-round pick. <laughs> yeah, well, that was more Shea Patterson than Donovan Peoples-Jones. Exactly. And John so, Harbaugh. Yeah. yeah. You mean Jim? Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh. Jim, Jimmy You're Boyd, the same. Jimmy John. Oh, my God. Even I got confused for a second. <laughs> I just went with it. You, know? you should I change your Harbaugh. name to Let's Go John Harbaugh. <laughs> Let's go, no, it's Lake Hog John Harbaugh. <laughs> Harbaugh. Trevor, what did what did you think? I agree. I think that was one hundred percent our most complete game. I thought the secondary played. I mean, everyone was healthy. I thought they played fantastic. Um, Newsom had a couple nice pass breakups. John Johnson had probably his best game of the season uh, with the forced fumble, a pick on that deflection from Denzel. Um, everything seemed to be clicking, um, and. I don't want to take anything away um, from our defense, but like were the Bengals maybe overrated a little bit, like, but they ran through the Ravens. So it's like, I don't want to say that the Bengals were overrated. I think or the whatever, Bengals but... offense played maybe their worst game of the year. Yeah. Yes, I'll say I, I would, I would say so. Um, but like I said, I thought our defense played great. Miles Garrett had a, I think it's half a sack and a half and still got held on every other play. Oh, the but, double um... team where they locked arms with each other and he was like going over. <laughs> So, um, but I, I thought we did great, and I hope we can keep that going here against the Patriots, but we'll talk about that game later. So another so. must-win for the Browns. Um, I will say the Bengals' offense looked pretty solid the first two drives. They drove down the field with no problem for the first drive, pick six, unfortunate for them. And then they just drove down the field again and scored a touchdown. And I thought, maybe this might be a close game, but then we after that, the defense really stepped up and offense played very, very efficiently. Um, we'll see about next game because uh, Nick Chubb has COVID. That's not a good thing. Um, mm-hmm. So it's another Dearness Johnson game unless he gets a couple negative tests in a row, which I don't know how likely it is if he actually has COVID. So re- run up those. Just use someone Johnson. else's spit. Put someone else's spit in the bottle and we'll know. Can we also talk don't about. Actually, don't actually do. I do not condone <laughs> fake COVID tests. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Further, no fake COVID vaccines. <laughs> Can we also talk about how uh, Denzel Ward just snatched the ankles off of Joe Burrow on that pick six? Yeah, that Joe was beautiful. <laughs> that yeah. was not his yeah. finest moment athletically. <laughs> no, no, it was not. He made an attempt, but it was not a good one. <laughs> it was like it was good enough to where it's like insert classic Chris Berman. Whoop! <laughs> Whoop! <laughs> back! 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 <laughs> All right. Then another kind of surprise win we had every all week once Derrick Henry was ruled out with injury, everyone just hammered the Rams, figured the Rams were going to blow out the Titans, and the Titans put it to them, dominating that game, start basically start to finish, which was a pretty big shock to, to most, especially me as a person that bet the Rams. So what would you guys think of old uh, Adrian Peterson wearing number eight? It was weird. Yeah. It was weird seeing him back on the field, even though it was like what only eight nine games he hasn't played in. Yeah, but it was it felt it felt a lot longer than that. But it didn't look like it on the field. Like he was <laughs> he was doing good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Titans defense might have finally figured it out. Those first few games, we all talked about how the Titans defense was shit, and then in the first quarter they pick off Stafford twice, one return one for a pick six. I know one of them, Stafford, was falling down in the end zone and just wanted to get rid of the ball. But the Titans' defense is 
if the Titans defense can play like that all year, then they are maybe the AFC people. Like the, the team AFC, the AFC people. people. The AFC, AFC people. people. <laughs> I will say, and though, so I, without Derrick yeah. Henry, I think it's very, very difficult to put them at the top. Because, yeah, you could have one game where, you know, you rally – the Browns just had this. You rally the troops behind somebody – who's either you know gone, obviously in Odell's case, but somebody who's down for most likely the season in Derrick Henry's case. And you come back, everybody's counting you out, and you come back and you you really put up a good performance. Once that kind of wears off and you get into the, like, you know, you it's just kind of average, normal day-to-day without Derrick Henry, then you might have some challenges. But the Titans' schedule ahead, looking ahead, is not that difficult. They get to play the Texans twice and the Jags once at least. And some of their other games are pretty uh, easy. So they should uh, pretty easily, I think, win that division, even without Derrick Henry. But once you get into the playoffs and everybody's taking you seriously, uh, you're going to miss him probably. He should be back by the playoffs is is the word on the street. We'll see if that is actually yeah, the case. It, it'll be iffy. He's out for most likely the rest of the regular season at least. Yeah. But we'll see if they – Especially if they don't end up with the one seed. I mean, they're they're in that position now. But if they don't get a bye, then you may have some uh, some challenges. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, but I think the way it worked out, like Vegas betting odds, every underdog but two or three won, or at least covered. It was a crazy week, and of course, I bet the ones that didn't cover. But we had <laughs> we had the Jags beating the Bills nine to six, and probably the worst. Watch of the year. Ugly game. Terrible game. I will say. Thank God I didn't have to watch that one. Was not the worst watch game this week. It was probably the Texans Dolphins that had nine turnovers. (laughs) (laughs) They had more points in that game. game. I'll give them that, but it was just worse. (laughs) I mean, Jags uh, Jags Bills was fun because of the Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. Uh, He was the first person to get or pick off inner or pick off recover a fumble. And sack, sack a person of the same name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Crazy. You also, fun fact, in the Rams-Titans game, you had David Long Jr. versus David Long Jr. <laughs> the Rams oh, had heck. a corner named David Long Jr. And the Titans linebacker is David Long Jr. <laughs> huh. I guess it was like our uh, A.J. Green versus A.J. Green yeah, with the Bengals. Name Agami. Yeah, there's Name a couple Agami. of them in the, in the NFL. It's crazy. Other, other underdogs, we had the Giants winning. We had Denver absolutely dominating the Cowboys, which was a big shock. We had the Cardinals win without Kyler Murray and without DeAndre Hopkins, and they just they took the 49ers out behind the shed and whooped on them. <laughs> it was that was that game was never even close. It was kind of no. kind of astonishing. Col- Colt McCoy went, "This is my game to win." Yeah, really. Oh, Colt McCoy. But he was talking and he was like do whatever you like. You do with the offense with Kyler Murray. I'm just coming in. I'll do the same thing. And I was like, "You sure about that, Colt McCoy? <laughs> you're, and you're pretty, did. you're a pretty old guy." And he threw just bombs down the field. And he I did. was like, "All right, he did it." They don't run Kyler that much anymore. No, so it's, no. I mean, it's not too much of a different offense. Yep. For the sake of time, we're gonna jump straight into our last point of Week Nine, which was another underdog covering Bears covered against the Steelers. But the biggest headline from that game is Justin Fields played his best game of the year. He looks night and day better than he did in his first start against the Browns. I think he averaged like 16 yards per completion. 
was throwing the ball deep down the field, was taking what the defense gave him, especially in the second half. And I know, Trevor, you're probably really excited about that as a Chicagoan and Justin Fields fanboy. So I I want your take on it real quick. I thought he was great. Okay, if you looked at his demeanor in that first half, though, he was getting – he did get a little bit pummeled. You know, there were a couple hits – um, even into the third quarter where he just was laying on the ground and you could just tell that like he, the energy was being drained from him and probably should have been a late hit on the quarterback on that one. But as he started hitting those balls down the field, um, <laughs> the long passes down the field. Um, and you, okay, I, I know I said long balls. I meant long balls. I don't, I don't think I even caught that. You, I didn't you, catch it till you reiterated you, it. Uh, you did that to yourself. Brandon caught it because I saw Brandon's face. I had a little damn I, smirk I on smirked. his face. And I went, if you, if oh. you, you could have just kept going and nobody ever would find anything of it. Usually I do keep going, but I, I shouldn't have looked at your face. An ugly oh. face, I wouldn't look at it. But once he started catching, he got into a rhythm. He actually got the ball to Allen Robinson a few times, which he never touches the ball um, anymore. Um, they actually looked good. You know, Montgomery was back there. The offense looked competent. Um, so I was super excited. It sucks that they lost that game because of that damn uh, taunting penalty. I, I'm blaming it because of the taunting penalty. No, it's but... 100% a taunting penalty. Tony Corrente should be should not ref another game this year. Ref he should be investigated. Where are you going? <laughs> Tony Corrente. Oh, yeah. He For did. everyone at home, Blaze just reenacted uh, Tony Corrente sticking his ass into the Bears uh, defensive then, line there, linebacker. <laughs> held up that flag like that, looking around, making the thing like he just shot like a half-court three. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, yeah, it was not no. a very well officiated game. The most ego driven ref I've ever seen. That was the worst play call of the year. And over the past couple of years. And I hated that roughing the passer call on Kyler. I hated the defensive pass interference on uh, AJ Green. But. I mean, they just clearly <sighs> missed a roughing the passer on a, on a touchdown throw they from Justin Fields. Push Big Ben and they called it. Or and an then inclusion. Justin Fields gets folded in half and is laying on the ground. Two and seconds then they after a, he throws a the ball. A ghost chop blocking call or something. Well, he didn't even touch him. Touch him. <laughs> he, he did not touch TJ Watt. And then in the interview after with Tony Corrente, he's like, well, from my position, it looked like he touched him. Then look at the replay where he obviously didn't touch him. There, there. This just emphasizes the point that there needs to be a sky judge who, in the 10 seconds in between the flag and then making the call, can watch the play real quick and be like, hey, nah, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> he didn't do anything or, you know, clear and obvious. God forbid he uh, looks at the sideline and gets the taunting. But when the entire Steelers defense runs over to the end zone and people come off the bench, oh, that's not taunting. It's only taunting if you look at the people. All right, I'm good yeah. now. But either way, Justin Fields, like you said, Brandon, played phenomenal, I thought. so. I, I, I agree. There's still a couple things to worry about turnover-wise with Fields, but it seemed like a big step in the right direction. I will. I will also point out that the Bears just kept running vertical routes, and it kept working. <laughs> like it just kept working, and it was pretty funny. I was just like, "Come on, Pittsburgh! Like you know what they're pl- you know what they're doing, right?" Pittsburgh like, does not have remotely elite corners anymore. No, but they have elite safeties, or one elite safety at least, an elite safety. 
And they got elite pass rush, uh, elite no, linebackers. I mean, that, my, my point was, if you can just throw deep down the field opposite of Minka Fitzpatrick, it's open yeah. because their cornerbacks are not good. Yeah. And if you somehow have enough time to throw the ball, which obviously is hard, you can make plays happen downfield. Mm-hmm. But to to wrap up week nine, we have Brandon's big brain move of the week. And after looking big brain move. just deep dives into everybody's rosters, there was not a glaring mistake by anybody. It was a pretty solidly managed week. The only thing is Blaze still cannot start the right quarterback. No matter what he does, he... I can't. Whatever quarterback you start loses. It's just the way <laughs> it is, but... Eventually that will turn. I can't. I can't give you it again, like three weeks in a row for your quarterbacks. That's just bad. So I'm gonna switch it up and bring up the college football playoff rankings. They galaxy brain the whole thing. It's <laughs> it has literally become whatever narrative they need to fill to make the top four seem better, or whatever narrative they want to happen at the end of the year. They just set it in place now. They do whatever they want. Do they want Michigan State in the playoff? Not really. No, we're going to drop them behind Michigan, who they just beat two weeks ago. But that same logic does not hold for Ohio State-Oregon, who played eight weeks ago. Don't worry, I have a whole I'm, I'm sure thing sure here we'll with Essen. Yes, I but have, yes. The, it seems almost the integrity of the game is being eroded by people who are just ranking things arbitrarily to fit whatever narrative they want. And it's it's disappointing, and is we we got the playoff because we ah oh, the BCS wrecking suck. Boise State should have got a shot twice. Uh, it's never the two best teams. Blah blah blah. But now is it really the four best teams? Are we getting an indication of the top twenty five as it should be, or are we just making it? Well, four spots are all that matters. None of the other bowl games matter. Your season sucks if you lose a game. College football doesn't matter unless you're one of the four elite programs. Which one is it? Because something's got to change. Can I can I make an argument? Sure. Uh, do you disagree? And I, I take all of the justification and all of the process out. Just look at the teams and where they're at. Do you disagree with it? I I would rank Michigan State ahead of Michigan without a doubt in my heart. Also, okay. Minnesota well, never would have sniffed the top twenty-five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, but like overall, it's not that bad. The main problem is that their justifications are just stupid. But that's that's what I'm referring to. I mean, like, well, it's, it's not just, like they're ranking Liberty at second. Like, it's not it's not that bad. It's just the the issues that they have are solely based upon a narrative that they want to write, and that is the the incorrect portion of it. I just think, Blaze, do you have anything? I was going to say, Blaze, do you have anything to add before I go on? I mean, I just think that the college football playoff system is the worst in any sport league in the world. I think the four team playoff is so stupid when it's so just like arbitrarily picked. And you can, like Brandon was saying, do you can skew anything how you want it to like fit whatever you want to do. Because like NFL, you have half the teams go, NBA is like a good portion of the teams. In every sport, it's like a good majority of the top teams are going. And then when college football has the most teams probably out of like any sport with hundreds of eligible teams and you only pick four, well, besides March Madness. Um, <laughs> I actually well, they still choose 68 teams yeah, exactly. for March Madness. Yeah. And you choose I mean, Obviously, four. you can't do that in football because 
that's a lot well, of games. But yes, yeah. the, your point stands. Are you guys so we're I assume we're all in favor of expanding the playoff. Oh, without a doubt. Yes. Okay. What would you expand it to? Because I I like Joel Klatt, what he says with twelve. I like twelve. I mean I think twelve's too twelve many. would be ideal, 12? but you're it's hard to ask kids to play that many games. And also, mm-hmm. when is the season going to end? Mid February, like well, there's a lot of logistical here, things. Uh, with a I'll, uh, I'll give you, I'll give you a, a counter argument. Take away a regular season game. Take away a non conference game. Oh, then I'm in. You don't need it. So what? Well, I still think twelve. Well, too the many. reason I say twelve, and the reason Joe Klatt says twelve, and I like his argument, is because if you have it at eight, right? There's no buys, so there's no incentive for like conference championships between like Georgia, Alabama, or like. Uh, Penn, like whoever's the Big Ten, Ohio State, or, that, or whatever. That's a good point. That's a good point. Those when that game happens, both those teams are probably going to make it right. So because there's no buy, there's nothing to play for, and you don't know the matchups because it's kind of based on not objective things. Yeah. But there is something to play for because if you do that, you play for home field advantage. I mean, you want Georgia coming up to Columbus yeah, in the but, middle of December. But that's not going to happen. They're going to play terrible. I, I don't that's think that's going to happen, gonna happen regardless. Could. When is there? You don't think they? You don't Ohio think they doesn't ever play in December field? in their own stadium? I mean, like, it's true. I, I mean, we played the last week. I of think November. that's a stretch. It would be. It would be fun, but like the first time Florida has to play in Minnesota or Wisconsin in December, people would be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" Yeah, because then it it comes to like. Like, I get that you want home field. That would be fun and all. But, like, those players have never in their lives touched that kind of stuff. So maybe there's some player maybe, safety. But I would say maybe do a regional version where it's, like, Indianapolis is the – Well, yeah, obviously. It would be the bowl. Like yes. It would be the bowls. Yeah. Right. Okay. I could see that where it's, like, all right, if Ohio State makes it, they play an Indy versus – That would be fun. Yeah. A Texas yeah, whatever. A, whatever. a neutral site. But <clears> – <throat> You have to give it 12 so you can give teams a buy so they have something to actually play for in their conference championships. I, I and like also that. it gives more interesting matchups because then you have top four teams are already in, right? Then you have five through 12, and those can get some interesting games. Like that's not necessarily like five and 12 and six and 11 might be lost, but then you get in the middle there and those teams are all kind of bunched together. You'll get some good games out of that. I just think you get too many with 12. I think that – I personally think eight is probably the best. You get your power five winners, your group of five, and then um, – Two at two large. large. Yeah, two I at large. I just don't think there. that's enough yeah. at large. That's It's fair. The only – the two requests I have are make it winner of each power five gets in because like like Brian said though, Georgia, Alabama, they're both probably in. Like that could almost make it where it doesn't matter. But on the other side of the coin – Say last year you had Ohio State Northwestern. Ohio State had to win and they're in. Northwestern's only motive to win that game was wouldn't it be cool if Ohio State we get knocked off Ohio State? But like, what if number twenty four Northwestern wins that game and gets in the playoff? That changes your entire program. Yeah. Like that I will is also a huge say deal. Another argument against the eight is you're requiring a group of five, like a lower. What if they all just suck? I would, I would, I say, would rather I guess, have three at-large bids. Yeah, that's true. I guess – but that would give the group of five a much better – Yeah, and that's I mean, why 12, I think you can like, require a group of five in a 12 team because if they suck, it's already a better game because they're facing maybe a slightly teared-down team. 
But if you have her in an eight-team playoff, you have the group of five who gets an eight. They play Georgia or Alabama. First game, they get blown out by 50. So, but like, well, I if mean, it's, I'm just, just like, saying, that's just this, like in the NCAA tournament, a 16 versus a one seed. There's no difference. No, there is because you're talking about the top eight teams in college football. That would be like the 16 seed facing like the number one seed in a eight team playoff where it's like the, it's the what four, one seeds, three, two seeds and a 16 seed. I'm, it's a cake. I guess. I think that's a, a kind of a stretch because if you look at the past games, normally the the highest rated Power Five team traditionally gets into a major bowl game. For the past couple the years, five, I can yeah. remember multiple games when Houston Houston be either Auburn or Georgia, or something like that. Auburn, S- Cincinnati yeah. gave UC, Georgia yeah. all they could handle last year. Probably yeah. should have won that game. I, I will say, you but can, like UCF won a few. There's years a ago. reason those teams didn't make the playoffs. Is that they weren't better than the four playoff teams. The four playoff teams were much better. But I mean, my point there was though those teams can contend if you give them one game, one game to prepare a, a month for, and they can get as amped up as they possibly can. They have a chance. That's for sure. I guess. I guess. But, I just um, want to see Cincinnati. Like Cincinnati, a team like Cincinnati that schedules two ranked opponents out of conference, wins all their games, deserves a shot. Will they get blown out? Maybe. Yeah, but they're they're barely beating the teams that they should be blowing out. So like I get it, but you you also have to look at common opponents here and that uh, I will I'll talk all about right, those. Yeah, Trevor, go into your thing. rant. Go into your rant. All right. So We're running out of time. I'm going to briefly discuss my thoughts on the top eight teams here and give a little bit of what I think they should be. Georgia's clear number one overall. Um, I don't think anyone disagrees with that. Um, Defense has been phenomenal. Their offense has been okay, but if their defense is holding people to six points a game, it doesn't matter what your offense does. Um, Number two, I hate that Alabama is number two, but the question is who else would you put at number two? Nobody. I don't know. The only person that I only team that I would say it comes close to them is maybe Ohio State at number two, but I don't think we're the number two team in the country right now. Um, so I'm okay with Alabama at number two as much as I hate it. But some of the things that I'm looking at here is offensive and defensive efficiency, and that is scaled to their competition. So for Alabama specifically, they're second in offense, eight in defense, third overall, which that's fine. You know, Georgia's won in a lot of things. Um, so like Alabama being that is fine. Um, the only thing is, is their loss is much worse than Ohio State's loss. I feel like we lost, I, we lost to Oregon. I know it was at home, but Ohio State's loss was right at the beginning of the season. Alabama's was a few. That makes ago. it worse if you lost at home. Yeah, but we lost to the number three team in the country. Not at the um, time. <laughs> the, the the other thing is Alabama's key wins are Miami, Woo. Florida, uh, Florida itself two point win. Who Florida now has four losses. Six-point LSU win at home, and then a dominant LSU win. So that's why Alabama is just— Mississippi they're, State? They're ranked. Or they were ranked. No, they're not. Not anymore. They were. They were ranked for a week. Um, so Alabama's two. That's fine. Now I'm starting to get into I don't understand. And Brandon alluded to it. For Ohio State, Oregon. I'm just going to go back and forth here. Offensive efficiency, Oregon is ranked number 11th in the country. Offensive efficiency, Ohio State is number one. Defensive efficiency, Oregon is number 31. Overall, they're number 17. Ohio State is 17th on defense. Overall, number two. Ohio State, um, 
is third overall basically in offense in the entire country when you look at you know total yards and points per game and 20th in defense Oregon is non-existent in the top 25 in either of them in yards or points per game they are holding the fact that Oregon beat Ohio State over eight weeks ago above Ohio State's head and I can't get that mad at it but I can when they don't honor that with Michigan and Michigan State Cincinnati's at five I have no gripes with them at five but when you skip to Michigan and Michigan State, if you look at offensive efficiency for Michigan, defensive efficiency for Michigan, they're 9 and 11. Overall, they're the number four you know, ranked team or whatever based on S&P. Michigan State is 31 offensively and 20 defensively. That is the exact same comparison to Ohio State versus Oregon. So why is, why is Ohio State not ahead of Oregon and Michigan ahead of Michigan State? I, I, I just don't get it. I mean, in, you know, Michigan State's, again, non-existent in the top – 10 of offense or defense, you know, yards and points per game in Michigan's top 10 defense and top 25 offense. Um, that's where it gets frustrating. And then you have other things. They're honoring head-to-head with Wisconsin over Iowa, Purdue over Iowa. Uh, the first rankings, they honored a head-to-head with Mississippi State over Kentucky the previous week. Is they're honoring the head-to-heads and then they just were like, nah, never mind. Um, so that's really frustrating. Um, and you also have to look at things like common opponents and stuff like that. Like, oh, I guess it's kind of hard with, you know, comparing common opponents with Ohio and Oregon, Ohio State and Oregon, because they, you know, face each other. But, like, with Ohio State and Cincinnati, um, Cincinnati only beat Indiana by 14. Ohio State beat Indiana by 30-something. Um, Ohio State beat Tulsa by 21. Um, Cincinnati only beat Tulsa by 8. So, Ohio State being ahead of Cincinnati, I have no gripes with. Um, but, like I said, mi- uh and then Ohio State beat Nebraska by more than anybody else. It's, it's, so it's just frustrating the order that they have some of these teams in because if I had to give my top eight right now, probably be Georgia, Bama, OSU, Cincinnati, Michigan, Oregon, Oklahoma, Michigan State. That would probably be my top eight in that order. Um, I think that Oklahoma is okay at eight. They are 63 in defensive efficiency, three in offensive efficiency. Um, their only common opponents are... Um, Tulane uh, with Cincinnati, and Cincinnati beat them by more than uh, Oklahoma did. And then Nebraska with everyone else, they're kind of 50-50 split down the middle. So it's just, when, you, when you're looking at the offensive and defensive efficiencies in the eye test, and then you go based on head-to-head for someone, not the other, it just gets frustrating. So I don't know if that was too much of a rant, but that's just my thoughts there. I have, I have a really funny thing to point out. Um, if, if both Michigan and Michigan State went out, that's a big if. Michigan State has the tiebreaker and will go to the Big Ten Championship, which is really funny. Correct. Because if we both win out, Michigan would be higher than Michigan State in the playoff rankings, right? Most likely. Yeah. But then Michigan State would be able to play an extra game to then take them up. They're, they're going to they're <laughs> get a top 25 win. absolutely yes. no reason other than they play an extra game. Yep. Because, well, because they, of the way the playoff the is set up now. I know, I know. But like, yeah, that's yeah. They'll win the cup, but I'm saying like the only way for Michigan State to get above Michigan if Michigan wins out is for them to win out and play an extra game because the committee. I'm not disagreeing that I think Michigan. I think Michigan should be ahead of Michigan State. I 100 percent think that Michigan is a better. Yeah, team. I mean, if we're doing blindly better teams, I think Michigan's a better team. But then, we did lose. Then why? Why even? <laughs> yes, play exactly. That's what I'm saying. Why we just yeah. Look at roster. No, that's right. what I'm exactly. saying. I think exactly. Michigan State should be that's ahead because saying. Michigan lost to Michigan State. 
I agree with that statement. Now, yes. do I think it was really stupid that we lost and that we shot ourselves in the foot a bunch? Yes, I think it was annoying. <laughs> we should have won the game, but we lost the game. And that counts for something. Yeah. I, yes, I agree with that. To keep a little perspective here, it's easy to get mad at that. But a couple years ago, Ohio State lost to Penn State on an absolute fluke. And Ohio State got in the playoff. And then got shellacked, but Ohio State was better than Penn State that year. They lost on an absolute fluke. I don't I don't know if Michigan, Michigan State is as much of a fluke as that game was. But a little perspective. It's I think it to be. has almost nothing to do with talent and all to do with Jim Harbaugh's curse. <laughs> <laughs> where fair. he cannot beat top 10 teams and he cannot beat rival teams just combined to uh he can not beat himself, go well. though yes he can yes that's the top it's 10 just win. frustrating Tim Harwell beat himself oh that uh that stupid <laughs> sack fumble that they called not a sack fumble that's what i was they gave say. us a touchdown that... it took us off the board they overturned it it was clearly a fumble they overturned it the big 10 said it was a fumble touchdown so that's what Thank I'm saying. Like maybe maybe that like maybe the committee why, took yeah. that into consideration. They should have said the words then. <laughs> right? They should have just said that was probably why they lost the game. But like I said, it's just the inconsistencies like you were talking about. And I don't feel bad about Oklahoma being eight being nine and zero though. Oklahoma has not. Oklahoma good, will make so. the playoff if they win out. That's fine. Well, they that's what I was going to say. Like my my top four, and you guys can say your top four. My prediction for the end of the season. It's going to be Georgia 1, Oregon 2, Ohio State 3, Oklahoma 4. That is what I think it will end up being. <sighs> oh, boy. I know it's Georgia 1, Ohio State 2, Oklahoma 3. My last debate is between Cincy and Alabama. You're, are you, you're you assuming Oregon? Oregon loses a game? Yeah, I'm assuming Oregon loses okay. a game okay. because they're not good. <laughs> they, they have been walking the tightrope for a while now. The tightrope? Tightrope, whatever. Um, but I think if Alabama wins out and then loses a close one, I think the committee is setting themselves up to put Alabama in over Cincinnati, which is unfortunate. Yep. And it shouldn't happen, but I'd be furious. I think they will. I mean, it'll come down if the, if the things work out like they should and all the favored teams but the win. thing is is if oregon okay if oregon or not oregon alabama wins out and then loses to georgia georgia they only have one ranked win and it'll be mid-teens Ole miss they'll play auburn auburn's not ranked if auburn more are they if uh, they're like oh, 19. they just won i forgot yeah. they beat Ole miss yeah <clears throat> what's that wait let me um, look up alabama's schedule no, but like if if Auburn's going to end up if Auburn loses to Alabama, they won't be ranked anymore because they'll have four or five losses. And, uh, so if they Alabama's win, if they win both ranked, their games before this, then yes, they they'll be ranked. Yes, so Arkansas is also Alabama's ranked. only ranked win that they they'll, play they'll drop out because they're tw- they're twenty five, right? But again, at the time, at the end of the season, probably one or two of their opponents will be ranked, and they at the have time one they loss played another Miami ranked. was ranked, Florida was ranked, Texas, uh, Ole Miss was logic. ranked. I I despair. That ranking, is the stupidest logic in college football. Three or four, because you build you yep. build up this narrative in your head of like, oh, this team is good. They were ranked third at the beginning of the year when all the evidence shows you they're not. You're just it is sticking such to the fact that you bullshit. saw three by their name at the yes. beginning of the year. Florida has four losses now. They beat yes. them when they were the 12th team, and Florida has four losses. That is bullshit that that counts as a ranked win for Alabama. That's true. So, at the end of the season, Alabama's going to have one or maybe two ranked wins, but also a loss. Assuming Notre Dame wins out, Cincinnati's going to have a top 
seven, eight win against them at their place and a undefeated season, it's going to be, people will be outraged if Cincinnati does not get put in. So. All right. I'm, I think, I'm I think we've exhausted off. that topic. The, the, so, that yes. is the beauty of college sports though. Cause you can argue, especially college football right now, you can argue it until your face turns blue. There's so many random things you can bring up and it's, Ultimately, it's not up to us, so we'll just have to see how it shakes out. And normally, these things have a way of deciding themselves on their own without the college football playoff committee's input. But before we get to CJ's interview, does anybody have any tops, flops, or drops from week nine? I mean, Brandon alluded to it. My drops, not drops, <laughs> my flops are any quarterback I start, no matter what. They could be doing career numbers. Like if I started Tom Brady, he would have his worst game of his career when I started him. So I, I've just kind of given up. But everything else is doing good for me, and I'm on the rise, and I'm happy. I was going to say, if, if I had any top, it'd be Blaze's team. He's won, <laughs> are you, have you won three in a row now or whatever. Um, literally, Brian was like, Blaze, your team sucks. <laughs> and now Blaze is about to get in as the four seed. Well, it did at the Maybe beginning even of the, the three seed. It did. I mean, he hasn't done much different. <laughs> no, you got DeAndre Swift, and his players started to get better. <laughs> That's true. That's DeAndre true. Swift um, was on the bye last week, and I scored my highest score. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would thank the Jets but, for that, but <laughs> my actual top of the week is James Conner. He had three touchdowns and a forty piece, um, and I hope to God that he keeps that up with Chase Edmonds being out because I am in need of running backs, and I picked him up this week. Um, so I'm hoping that James Conner can keep up that production this week. I don't know who Arizona faces uh, this week. It's our, uh, shoot, never mind, I'm blanking hard. Or, uh, either way, I hope they have a terrible run defense, and I hope James Conner scores at least two touchdowns. So, But we'll, we'll have to see there. So, uh, My my flop um, is, my, is intentional, and it's my team flopping down the rankings. Um, they play the Panthers. Okay. Yeah, oh, well, they, they should do okay. Yeah. Tough run defense. Uh, but yeah, I I am embracing the 2022 year. If that's going to be my year, building towards the future, it's going to be a fun time. We should do a lottery instead of having <laughs> the, the draft picks. A draft lottery. No, that's not that how it Brian works. Is, that way Brian should is I, not Should I get a hat the number and one give everyone like odds and write your name <laughs> no. on a piece of paper that many times? No. Yes, I think and that's exactly what we should style? do. draft lottery style? Yes, I think we should do that. Honestly, it would be, you it'd can, be electric. Well, Brandon, Brandon, you have to get ping pong balls, and you have to get enough to where it's like percentages with points, with decimals. So it's got to be like a thousand ping pong balls. A hundred. We're rounding. A thousand. You can't round these ping things. Pong it's balls too into important. A what it's am I going to do with a thousand ping pong balls after this? The lottery. Save them for next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have somebody come over and they're going to be like, Well, actually, you can't save a thousand ping pong balls? You can't save them for next year because you have to write our like oh, names on each. So, wait, like, but what if the, I like, the odds write it on change. a piece of scotch tape and then stick it on there? Uh no that that the this tape can fall off then you, <laughs> the, you pull a blank ball you're like oh no darn <laughs> that would happen that um, would happen dude, honestly really... I I am so in if if the if the league wanted it I would do a lottery no. 
No. I mean, I'm just saying, there's eight of us in the league. If we all get Brian to tank, I don't want Brian to pull everybody out of his lineup. I agree with that. If we all get a hundred ping pong balls each, we got (laughs) eight hundred right there. We work together to get the last two (laughs) hundred. All right. I what I will say, I will agree to do it next year, but we can't do it mid season. We can't make the change. I've already invested too we've, much in the strategy. We haven't even talked about the draft yet. We, there have been no Yeah, but the season's I've thought about the draft already, Trevor. <laughs> the season this well, the draft sucks. has started for me. So you can't change it on me. You no, gotta wait my, till the next season. My swap season. is Brian for being a fun sucker. <laughs> my drop is Brian. Aha. <laughs> Yeah, we're just going to drop him from the league. Okay. Bye-bye. All right, all right. Whoever Trevor gets, gets my suspended team. suspended from the podcast. Brian gets dropped. It's just going to be me and Brandon. <laughs> and the B team. Oh. Oh. And the B team. Yeah. I still think on the week the Browns have a bye, that should be the B team podcast. Oh, we should play Catan that week. <laughs> that would be fun. That would be fun. But that'll be good. All like, right. like we said, we do have special guest CJ Swagger back on the pod this week to talk about some betting odds, talk about how his team's faring, which it's not faring well, and you will hear that from the source himself. So uh, here's our interview with CJ. Alrighty, so we have a very special guest, a reoccurring guest with us this week. It is CJ bringing back his betting knowledge to hopefully help our listeners make some money this weekend. Um, we probably should have kept a tally of how well you've been doing. That way, the listeners know whether to actually follow your picks it's or been, not. Only been great. Oh, I will. It's only been great. We took that's, we that's took good to huge know. L's last weekend. Oh, really? Okay. Monumentous well, L's. <laughs> not recorded though, so that's <laughs> right. So we this it wasn't on the record. So who knows? Maybe he just made bad picks for fun or something. But. Uh, before we get into your betting picks for the week, I do want to go to the league here and talk a little bit about your performance recently. You have lost four in a row, so have I. It has been a tough few weeks, uh, but I didn't know what your thoughts were on how it's been and then what your plans are moving forward to try to make a playoff push and get one of those spots. Yeah, um, you know, to be honest, I feel like I'm making all the right moves. Um, my bench is always scoring less points than my actual team during the week, but it's just the team showing up, which is the issue. I'll be, you know, projected 160 points in the week and then, you know, put up 110. So uh, we got a matchup against uh, old Sleepy Brian this week. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how that goes. Hopefully I can clutch up a win and end, uh, end the losing streak. But, uh, yeah, as of now, I think I'm projected to win by like 15, 20 points. Um, we'll see kind of what happens. Christian McCaffrey is getting healthy again. Um, hopefully he can get some more touches. Um Hopefully they're revitalized Panthers offense with PJ Walker stepping in uh, for Sam Darnold. Um, looking forward to seeing Chris McCaffrey pop off, and then uh, yeah, hopefully hopefully that kind of boosts my team into a couple couple wins, and then uh, be set for the playoffs. No, I, I really need you to win this week because you beating Brian just. As long as I am one game ahead of Brian, I am in the playoffs. I don't know if he has more points than me. I'd have to, to check. But if I lose and he wins, I might be out of the playoffs. So I really need you to uh, <laughs> to win this game here for me. Yeah, I think, uh, what, am I one game ahead of you? or, or Actually, we might be tied you, in games yeah, too. I think we might yeah. be tied. So that's why this game yeah. is extremely If I lose, this is a must game win game. If I lose, I could be out of the playoffs. That's true, yeah. Okay, all right. So it is I'm five, you're six, Brian is seven. 
Uh, you and me are both three and six, and Brian is two and seven. And but of us three, I have the most points, and then Brian has the second most, and you have the third most. Yeah, so, okay. so, so I was wrong. So if Brian wins and you and I both lose, that it's me and Brian. Yeah, you're that seven seed. So you, this is definitely a must win for you. It really is. Yeah. Awesome. CJ, as you've been probably by far the most active on the trade market in the league. Yeah. But the trades have not broken your way thus far you traded for miles sanders he got hurt the same week you had basically a pick between odell and aj brown and since you made that pick odell is now not on a team and aj brown has had three great weeks in a row yes um but so i i trade who did i trade for that um i traded deandre swift for that uh for the odell and a first round pick but odell and we're gonna go ahead and probably talk about odell here um he he's he's got greener pastures ahead. Um, I know there's some rumors swirling. You know who who's he going to go to? You know we were just talking before we started recording. Uh, we like Green Bay for Odell. He's going to be a great option too if he gets there. Um, it would be very upsetting if he puts up big numbers on us uh, on the Browns on Christmas Day. But um, he he would not a good it. Christmas present. No, no, would not be a good Christmas. He, he present. would sit really well with the the Packers though, and and Rogers would get him the ball. Um, but uh, you know, if he doesn't go to the Packers, maybe the Patriots, maybe the Saints. Um, I definitely think the Patriots uh, would probably be the second best option, but Packers would be ideal. I could see him fitting into a wide receiver two or a even a flex role uh, if he can kind of settle in there. Yeah, what do you think about the Saints? I know that was another one of his options. That one doesn't make any sense to me. Because why would you want Taysom Hill or Trevor, Trevor Simeon Sim- throwing you Trevor the ball? Simeon? Yeah, and that's the thing is he, he – I, I don't know why you would want to go there. You got Trevor Simeon, um, and we'll talk about him here when I when I get my picks. Um, but if Odell's wanting to, to go to a team that's going to be in the playoffs, he will not be going to the Saints. The Saints might make the playoffs, but – they're not going to perform well in the playoffs. The Packers are the the best option for him, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. I know people have been talking about the the Seahawks too, but I mean the Seahawks already have two great wide receivers, so it kind of puts them in a sticky situation. Yeah. What do you, What do you think about the Browns now without Odell? They They showed up big last week, but what What do you think about them moving forward with a tough matchup this week? Yeah. I mean, it's you. You've seen it in. In uh, you know the, the past years, Baker without Odell, the analytics said Baker's better without Odell, and and you know we saw it on Sunday. Um, you know that sample size is small um, for this year so far, but if Baker can go out there and and, and beat the Patriots uh, handily without Nick Chubb, uh, this could be this could be big for the Browns. So what we'll, we'll kind of have to see about that. For sure. And then you did uh, mention your picks. Uh, what, so what are some of the games? What are your picks for this week that you really like? Oh, uh, yes. Um, All right. So I have uh, – uh, let me pull that up here on my phone. Took some notes here. Went through the old uh, the old bookie. Found oh, some of my favorites. Did you notes app it? Oh, yeah. Oh. So uh, first game, I am taking yeah, – let me give you a little backstory here. <clears throat> The past six weeks, we've been fading the Browns hard, and it has paid off well until last week. Now, we're back in the Browns, plus two and a half against the Patriots. Now, here's why. There's big value right now in the Browns. The Patriots are the most overinflated team in the league. They have an average offense. 
a decent defense and a good head coach. And that's about it. Um, when you look at the wins that the Patriots have had, they, they've won twice against the Jets. They've beat the Texans barely, should have lost, if, if you don't have, you know, Davis Mills being the quarterback. <clears throat> um, and then they beat the, the Panthers last week. You know, Sam Darnold, not impressed. And then they beat the Chargers, who can be spotty. So they don't really have a quality win yet. Um, you know, they, they lost to the Cowboys. Could have beat them. Yeah, could could it be the Cowboys? Um, but you know, I just don't trust Mac Jones um, when it comes to you know scoring big points, especially if the Cleveland offense can uh, you know put together a, a, another solid performance. So I, I, and if our secondary can play as well as they were playing last week, well, I mean, I thought they were playing great. And that's the thing is, I'm not too concerned about the secondary with Mac Jones out there. I'm more concerned about their run defense. Miles Garrett right. showing up, you know, the the big inside boys. Um, I saw JOK. Looks like he's going to be activated. Yep, he should be um, back. Hopefully, he's back and he's healthy. Hopefully, we didn't we didn't rush him in, but that's going to be a huge addition back to to kind of cover the middle of the ground. Uh, so I really like the Browns plus two and a half. If you can maybe wait off a little bit, I think this might keep on getting bet up to maybe three. That would be that would be a smash spot for the Browns. So uh, definitely that one's that one's one of my one of my favorites. Second favorite, actually, maybe my favorite. I don't know. Jets, J-E-T-S. Oh, Jets, not the Jets, Jets, Jets again. Plus 12 and a half against the Bills. <clears throat> Bills are struggling. Wow. Ben Spotty. But that's not my main reason. That's a lot of points. Mike White is the next Tom Brady. Mike White. Mike White. I, I remember I'm when a, you made this same stupid no, 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 comment no, no. It's about... Different. It's different. It's different. Not Mike Glennon, but Mike Glennon Dave's lookalike. Mills. Dave's Mills. It's different. Yeah. Mike White. In the five quarters he's played, five touchdowns, 500 yards passing. That's all I have to say. He, he doesn't get hurt against the Colts. I think they might play a little more they, competitively. They win. they win against the Colts. Except for Jonathan Taylor would have had 250 yards on the ground. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, Davis, I mean, not Davis, Mike White will pull out some magic. I'm not saying the Bills are going to lose, but 12 and a half is way too many points to be laying against this feisty Jets team. Who likes to pull off upsets? They've already beat the Titans once. Uh, you know who? Who else did they beat? Uh, the Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah, they beat the Bengals. So they already pulled two two upsets. Um, this this should be a close game. It's in uh, New York, so or New Jersey. So it, you know it, it's going to be a good game. Twelve and a half is way too many points. Is uh, that a is that a game you throw in a teaser? Oh, one thousand eighteen and a half points. Yes, fat W. I like it. Um, my next one, going with another underdog at, at home with the Washington football team, plus 10 against uh, the Bucks. I do like uh, this one. <clears throat> the Bucks have not played well on the road at all this year. They, you know, lost against the Saints, and it was a pretty ugly game, to be honest. Tom Brady did not play well. Um, they barely beat the Patriots. Um, if it wasn't for, you know, Mac Jones being trash, uh, you know, the Patriots probably should have won that game. Um, and, and you know Heineke is a playmaker. A playmaker. He can he can, you know, move around the pocket. He, he makes mistakes, but he he has enough to to get ten points for for Washington to cover. So, um, I I don't see how you can't take the home underdog there in, in the Washington football team. That's a lot of points at home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And last time Heineke, last time Heineke played him, he almost beat him in the playoffs last year. Right. So. Yeah. I forgot about Not that. Not that that means anything, but like. They, he, yeah. Still, 
He's got yeah. a he's got a good uh, tracker record. <laughs> um, if they can finish in the red zone, they'll cover. But they've been completely inept in the red zone this year, and that cost them the game against the Packers. That's for sure. Yep. I mean, yeah, they had like five red zone trips and three points or something crazy in that game. Yeah, they also struggled against the uh, the Broncos too in the red zone as well. So um, definitely an issue with them. Hopefully they can uh, get it, get it back together. Uh, maybe Scary Terry has a big game. Uh, we'll have to see. Uh, my next pick, I definitely um, – I, I went back and forth with this one, but it, it all comes down to quarterback play. And I like the Titans minus three versus the Saints. Trevor Simeon is not going to – he, he's not going to keep up this. And, and Mike Vrabel's defense is going to, you know, harass him all day. So, you know, I, I don't the, – the Falcons' defense, uh, you know, kind of kind of let Trevor Simeon come back a little bit there. At the end of that game, um, that's that's not gonna that's not gonna happen with the Titans. I think Titans win in a blowout fashion here, coming off hot against the Rams. The only the only reason I would be worried about that is letdown game because they just blew out the Rams. But I I would agree with you that I think the Titans should win soundly. Right, and if it was an away game, I would probably agree with you. But it's home, you know. Variable's gonna have his team locked in. Defense is gonna be all over. Uh, you know, the Saints really only have one playmaker, and it's Alvin Kamara. And, and he's really kind of been a non-factor. And I feel like I might have seen that he has a, an ankle issue uh, right now. So I could be wrong. I should have looked at that. But, yeah. I'm not sure. I haven't heard anything on him. I should probably know that because he's on one of my fantasy teams. So That's probably, uh, probably something good to know. Yeah. Uh, last pick here. We're going with the Lions. Another underdog plus 10 against the Steelers. I don't know how the Steelers can be giving up 10 points in any given game with their offense. I mean, Big Ben is something special. He really is. I don't know why he's still in the league. Uh, Dan Campbell is going to be desperate for a win. (laughs) And, you know, they're going to be pulling off trick plays. This is a a letdown game. Uh, Steelers on a short week just barely beat the Bears. Give me the 10 points for the Lions. Uh, I think I think it, the least we can do here is give give, give, give us a backdoor cover on the ten. So uh, Lions are off a of bye week though, right? Uh, yes, yeah. I think they, so. they might have Lions something go. schemed up. Yeah, so Lions got a, got a nice week off. Steelers coming off a short week. I like the Lions in this spot. It's ugly, but you got to do it. Got to do what you got to do. So th- those are my my favorites. Um, there's a couple that I don't like. I don't like the the Cowboys and Falcons game. It's my, uh, minus nine Cowboys right now. Holy cow. Yeah. I'm surprised that's that high with Cowboys off a big loss and Falcons off a big win. I, I think if it wouldn't have, if it would have been the other way, the line would probably be like 13. So <clears throat> if I had to pick one there, it would probably be Falcons. Um, but outside of these five, I, I really don't love a ton. I'm excited to watch the games though. Um, the the primetime games this week are good. The Chiefs and the Raiders. Um, yeah, Thursday night we got the the Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, Ravens could be in here for an upset. Dolphins, you know, nobody's going to be picking them. Plus seven and a half home dog. It's a good pick for the for the Dolphins here as well. But I'm so sick of the Ravens. So I'm hoping to God they lose. Yeah. I I'm so sick of them winning on last second overtime bullshit. So. Might as well just lock it in though. Dolphins first half cover. Because the Ravens will not, they'll be trailing at halftime. Right. Yeah. That, that's, that's just what they do. You know, tomorrow night when we're watching the game, we'll have to have to lock that in. 
Yeah. <clears throat> CJ, I did, I did want to ask you about one more game real quick. One that I yep. find really interesting. It's Vikings-Chargers mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, which, I mean, not really that much home field advantage. Doesn't matter, mm-hmm. yeah. But right now, according to Caesars, it's a pick em. And really? to me, yeah, to me, these two teams are very similar. They both lose games that they have no right losing. And then on random weeks, you're like, oh, yeah, playoff team. Like, both of these teams scream underachiever, and they're playing each other, and it's a pick em. So it's it's very interesting to me. Yeah, if it's a pick em, if it's a 50-50, I think I would... I would probably lean towards the Chargers <clears throat> only because it's not a 1 p.m. window game for Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins is not going to go out there and drop dimes. Uh, yeah, there's probably going to be a few teams watching it, but it is a little concerning. The Chargers' run defense is pretty bad, and uh, Ooh, Dalvin, yeah. Cook could have a, Dalvin Cook could have a nice game. So, um, Assuming that he plays and these you know lawsuits don't amount to anything. Right, that's true, too. Um the, the book that I'm looking at has Vikings plus three. Um, oh, maybe it's just something weird with Caesars then. Yeah, so... Because now that I'm would, looking at it, it doesn't have an over-under. Yeah, so, so I might would have, probably take the plus three Vikings. Um, yeah, I would agree. You know, you're probably getting the value there on because they just lost. The Chargers just won. You know, I would probably take the value for the Vikings, but I don't, I don't think there's enough there to, to go for it, you know? Should be another fun game to watch. Hopefully that one's on uh, on TV for us. I'm not sure we'll have the Browns and then uh, Panthers, Cardinals, Vikings, Chargers, Eagles, Broncos, uh, Seahawks. We'll Packers. have the Seahawks, Packers. That that one's gonna probably be the other game. Which I that mean, one's gonna be a fun game. To if, watch if, too. if both quarterbacks play, yeah, that should be fun. Or we could get two backups. Gino, <laughs> Gino versus Jordan Love. I, I, I think I saw Aaron Rodgers should be back. So yeah, Russ got cleared too. So it should be a good game. Uh, that one, if that, That'll make it more fun, much more fun that way. That's the Fox game of the week. That one should be a good one with good old Joe Buck. Absolutely. <clears throat> yep. All righty. Well, CJ, thank you so much for once again joining us and giving us some of your picks for this week. Um, we'll have to start a tally to see if these ones actually pan out. Yep. Uh, that way next time we have you on, we can uh, <laughs> say what your what your win percentage is here. So we can get a graphic. Yeah, yeah, a graphic that will never be made. <laughs> so <laughs> we've been talking about making graphics for our pickums for about uh, nine weeks now. <laughs> um, but anyways, thank you once again for coming on. It's always great to get some knowledge from a betting expert. Okay. And uh, expert. we hope to have you on here. Hope to have you on here in a few He's more a weeks. He's so, uh, at yeah. best. Yes. Thanks for having me on, boys. And uh, yep. good luck this week. Yep. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, CJ. So that was friend of the show, CJ, talking about his betting picks. Uh, Trevor and I both liked a lot of the things he talked about, especially the um, the Washington football team pick. I kind of liked that one as an underdog against the Bucks. But What? Why? Yeah. Taylor CJ Heineke convinced he plays me. well against have, the Bucks. You have to listen, Brian. Listen to the pod. In the playoffs, he did. <laughs> listen to the pod. He this is Tom Brady after a regular season bye. Come on, man. It's also... <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> Ooh. Brian, Brian stumped me there for a second. I have no comeback. <laughs> but we continue on our look ahead to week 10 in our fantasy league. Um, somehow my computer just froze. One second. I I'll got te- you. I got you. Brian, you want to... <laughs>
Tell us who plays who. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I play CJ. That's where his losing streak is going to end. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, Blaze and Brandon, the two hottest teams in the league right now, are facing off. Right now, uh, Brandon, I don't believe you have a quarterback in there. but I do not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you have Aaron Rodgers there. So it looks like Blaze is favored at the moment, but that will change once Brandon changes his lineup. Um, then we have the bottom versus the top in Jalen versus Kevin. Second place, but top of the league. Um, that should not be very close. It looks like Kevin's favored by 95% to 5%. Uh, and then Trevor is a big favorite right now against Courtney, uh, but she, I believe, hasn't changed her lineup either yet. So that could be good. I mean, I'm just also. saying, Jay beat Trevor without two players and almost <laughs> without a kicker. So anything's possible against that game with Kevin. That's true. That's true, especially with Kevin kind of struggling a little bit these last few yeah, weeks. Yeah, he only scored 115 last week. So what did Jalen score? He's on the dump. 100. Probably like 70. No, I scored the least points. Jalen scored... 107. Okay, so it might be competitive. to 107. We'll have to see. <laughs> that would be fun. We shall see. So that that's our fantasy this week. I'm I'm actually really excited for Blaze and I's matchup. I think mm-hmm. we have not had a real nail biter in this league yet. Like I we did. Yes, we week did one. Last week. week one. Me and Brian. Oh, that wasn't a nail biter. By I know, but you pulled. It was a nail biter. I, 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 yeah, but you you pulled a player, and it was done before Monday night. That's not a nail biter. I want to watch Monday night football and be refreshing my phone, needing like ten yards. Well, that from was a wide uh, that was Trevor and Kevin. Yeah, I was I was checking the score a lot. During he that. beat me by like eight or yeah, nine but though, and he in was, the fourth he was quarter, projected to it win. was like a one and a half point game, one point game. If like, Montgomery got a reception or especially a touchdown, you would have won. Eh. It was close. Eh. I, I, I didn't. He would have taken the lead so. if Montgomery had. Uh, uh, if the Bears didn't fumble that um, punt or kickoff return, whatever Kick, the it was, kickoff, yeah. Then David Montgomery might have gotten another point and a half. That was when it was a one point game, and Trevor may have taken the lead at that point. I don't think Trevor's going to win because the Deontay Johnson is the number one receiver for the Steelers, but it was close. Yep, we we shall see though. We could have could have an upset. I could have my first loss. Uh, mm, only time it. will tell. Last week on the pod, we did our NFL pickums, and rather than just picking the games, we actually picked against the spread. After that week, we had a bunch of two and threes, and then Blaze had the best record on the week, being three and two. Three and two. That's that's the opposite of two and three. So now I'm just. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> now the standings are even tighter. There is a two-game difference between first and last. So Trevor's in first at 24 and 20. Blaze and I are tied at 23 and 21 in second place. And Brian is in last with a perfect 500 record of 22 and 22 on That's the what year. I'm going for. <laughs> so it's still anybody's season. I, I'm kind of shocked that we're all above at or above 500. And that it's this close and nobody's pulled away. It's kind of funny. And with my picks I've had. Yeah, I mean, Blaze has picked over like three 500. times. Blaze has picked a tie. <laughs> like twice. Like, I, oh. Blaze is just a guy. When he wants to get him right, he gets him right. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of amazing. All right, what games we got on the slate this week? We got, we got five games this week. I'm going to start it off with... Seahawks and Packers, both 
Russ and Rodgers should be back for this game. Uh, can I make a contingency? No. If Aaron Rodgers is out, are we all picking the Seahawks? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'd say all right, so. All right. But we expect him to play, but there's a chance he could miss. So we'll say that if he doesn't play, then we're all picking the Seahawks just for the sake of the ranking. But either way, we're still going to make yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So. yeah. Blaze, kick it. Packers. <laughs> Packers are going to bounce back from last week. Um, I think the Seahawks are stinky. Uh, Russell Wilson being back is going to help them a lot. Um, what was that face, Brian? Uh, they went one and two with Geno Smith. So? that's They won a game with Geno Smith. Against the Jags. So? The Jags beat the Bills. Come on, Trevor. <laughs> no, I think Russell Wilson is the most important person on that team. And, and him coming playing. back is, I know, it's going to be nice, but Aaron Rodgers coming back is also going to be real good for the Packers after the stinker Jordan Love put up. I get it was his first game. Um, it, it was a bit rough, though. Um, but I think Packers are bouncing back over the Seahawks, and it's in Green Bay. If it was in Seattle, it might be a different story. I I got Seattle in this one. Um, I I remember I have a very short uh, memory, and I remember the uh, Denver Broncos smacking the Cowboys because Dak Prescott couldn't practice all week. Aaron Rodgers ain't practicing this week, and he's a better quarterback than Dak, but it's a big game. And he's not going to be able to be with the team until at least Saturday. I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to win a close one. I think Russ is going to be really, really hungry to get back and play good football. And Russell Wilson off extended breaks. Usually it's to start the season. But at this time it's an injury. He's usually very good. So I expect the Seattle Seahawks offense to come out firing. I think they'll beat the Packers in in, uh, Lambeau. Part of me wants to pick the Seahawks, but I think that, and I could be just contributing this to the fact that the Chiefs' offense has been terrible this year, but I thought the Packers' defense looked pretty good last week. Um, they only gave up 13 points to the Chiefs, which, again, I isn't that hard this year. They're not looking great. But it is, I mean, I know Russ is off an extended break, but it's also, again, his first game back. I mean, not saying that he's going to be rusty or anything, but, like, I think it's not going to be a pretty game in general. Um, and I just think that the Packers defense is going to be the reason the Packers win the game. Um, and I think Aaron Jones is going to maybe have a few more rushing yards than he had last week because he didn't have very many. Um, so I think the Packers are going to win it. Can I, I also add with the oh yeah, Packers last week too, their special teams did not do them any favors in that game. They had the two missed field goal or one two missed field goals. One was blocked, yep. and the other the laces were ter- weren't turned weren't turned out. Um, and I think didn't they have like a muffed punt or something mess up yes. on a punt? So that that really hurt. And that was six points off the board there, plus good field position. Um, I think they'll figure it out this I week. Will, I that, will so. say Patrick Mahomes did do the Packers a lot of favors, though he played mm-hmm. absolutely terribly, and. Another point, Seattle has typically had Green Bay's number in some big games. Uh, the, the NFC Championship game, they're the uh, Packers will big lead. The uh, replacement refs fiasco a while back, you know, Seattle uh, beat the Packers there. So the uh, I think the, yeah, the, the, yeah the, the Seahawks, I think, have a good shot at this one. Brayden? Yeah, I keep going back and forth. 
originally I was going to say Packers, and then Brian convinced me I was going to change, and then Trevor convinced me back. <laughs> I'm really 50-50 on this. At the end of the day, I'm going to go Packers because they're at home. That's it. That's the only reason I am choosing Packers. Also, better defense, better run game. I know Rodgers is going to be rusty, but so should Russ a little bit. It's really a toss if I can see it going either way, but I'll take the Packers. Next is Falcons versus Cowboys, a team coming off getting blown out by the Broncos for some reason, and then the Falcons, who are sneaky good in a sneaky playoff pick all of a sudden. So, uh, Trevor, you want to kick this one off? Yeah, um, yeah, like you said, as of right now, that the Falcons are the seventh seed in the NFC, um, and the Vikings are not, as half of us <laughs> said last week. Go Kirk! Um, <laughs> So Can maybe the Falcons are going to be that seven seed, um, but I don't think that this week is going to help their playoff case. I think that um, Jerry Jones is going to be very mad. He's going to yell at all the Cowboys players and say, how the oh. hell could you let that happen in Jerry world? Um, and then I think the Cowboys are going to win. I think the, I, I, the Cowboys should not have lost, especially that badly to Denver. Um so I think that CD and Zeke are going to have bounce back games. Dak will play fine. And I think the Cowboys are going to get it done. Blaze? <laughs> Me? All right. <laughs> Mike McCarthy is the coach of the Cowboys. Yes. That the is Falcons a have Young Hoi Koo. Falcons are winning on a game winning field goal <laughs> by Young Hoi Koo. They are <laughs> going into Jerry World. <laughs> they are going to help their playoff chances. Cowboys are not going to recover from last week. Jerry Jones is going to be even more pissed at them is jerry world just gonna self-destruct jerry world will self-destruct it'll be that drone shot from uh from hard knocks but it's just gonna burn and crash down when they see young way <laughs> on the field all right i got the cowboys in this one i i hate to bring up past references to the falcons uh last year but they did play the cowboys last year and uh they tr- attempted to recover an onside kick right uh, well, they didn't attempt to recover an onside kick. They just gave it to the Packers or the the Cowboys. Um, so I'll take the Cowboys to bounce back. They're the clearly better team. Um, and the Falcons, no Calvin Ridley, most likely. I don't know when he'll be back, but um, you know, I, I think Cowboys. Will. But but Cordell Patterson, yeah, yeah. Mike Davis. <laughs> Shut up! No, don't mention those two in the same breath. <laughs> No, I got the Cowboys uh, this week. The Falcons had a ninety nine point nine percent chance to win that game last year too, yeah. and it was it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> They'll find a way to lose this one too. <laughs> eh, yeah, probably. I I also have the Cowboys. I think Colin. It's I think it's a Colin Cowardism, where he says always like it's a lock. The week after a really good team gets embarrassed, that team wins the next week. Almost always. If you if you think somebody is a good team, like I think the Cowboys are a good team, I think they're a borderline Super Bowl contender, and they got flat out embarrassed last week. They're going to come back hungry. Dak has a full week of practice, hopefully not as limited with the calf. And I still don't think the Falcons are all that good. They've kind of just skirted by winning a lot of close games. I'll take the Cowboys. I'll take them plus the points. I am all in on the Cowboys this game. Oh, You call a blowout here? No, I said take them with the points. <laughs> That's all I said. No blowout, no curse. Okay. Next game is Chiefs at the Las Vegas Raiders. Brian, you're up. I think this is the game that the Chiefs 
get a little bit back on track. I, I think they're sure going to beat the Raiders. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, but I think the Raiders, they're starting to look like the Raiders of the second half of the season every season. Um, they lost to the Giants. Derek Carr didn't play well. I think he'll play better, but I think the Chiefs talent-wise are just better overall. Their defense has actually played okay in the last few games, albeit against not as great competition uh, offensively. But I I can't pick against the Chiefs um, in a division game just yet. Uh, so I think the Chiefs will win this one. I think... I agree. Whoa. Anything... I think anything could go in that division right now. Um, I think it's going to come down to the wire. I think the Raiders are going to pull off this one. I think they're going to bounce back from last week and fix some of those mistakes, fix those fumbles. Um, I think the Chiefs are like, yo, we beat the Packers. This is cool. And then they're going to lose. Um, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be an ugly game. But I think the Raiders will pull this one out. For the sake of my playoff predictions, I don't have the Raiders making the playoffs because uh, I don't think that they're going to. Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win this game. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw, there's more drama with the Raiders. They released, uh, was it Okuda or someone? Damon Arnett. Arnett. They released Damon Arnett because of a video released of him holding a gun at someone and saying he was going to kill them or something. I don't remember exactly what he said. But every week it's something new. John Gruden, Henry Ruggs, Damon Arnett. Uh, who knows what next week will hold. Maybe they, their stadium will just burn to the ground. Uh, but I think that the Chiefs are going to win this game. I think that the Raiders are not as good. I mean, I know they're not as good as their record shows because they just lost to the Giants. Um, but I think the Chiefs are going to win this one. This is another one I keep getting convinced back and forth by everybody. I need to go first because I'm very wishy-washy <laughs> this week. You can go first the next one. How about that? All right. Deal. Um this could be the week the Chiefs are finally the Chiefs again. Or it couldn't. <laughs> and I'm going to lean towards couldn't. I think Derek Carr has been unbelievable this year, especially considering all the turmoil within the team. And the Chiefs, although their defense has played better, still have a trash secondary. I think Derek Carr has another great game, 300 yards plus, two touchdowns. And I think the Raiders pull off a close one. The Chiefs aren't back yet. But I do think this is the game where they start to show life. Maybe this is the one they, they lose a heartbreaker, propels them forward, the Chiefs become the Chiefs for the rest of the season. But Raiders at home, off a loss, I'll take them. Next game is Saints versus Titans. Titans coming off, like we said, that huge underdog win versus the Rams. And since I am going first, I will take the Saints in a Titans letdown game. And that's all I have to say. I have really no other evidence other than that. Titans are the better team. <laughs> Trevor Simeon's yep. not very good, but I'll take the Saints. I've also got the Saints in this one. Um, Titans, like I said before, you know, big emotional game. They lost their best player, come out, got to prove something. They're not going to be as emotional in this game. They're not going to be nearly – I don't know if this is – I don't think it's a primetime game. I would doubt it. Um, it's a four. I think game. it's a four. So kind of. But um, the Saints defense is very good. Um, and I think they're really going to miss the uh, miss Derrick Henry in this one because the Saints running defense is crazy good. Um, their, their front four is great. Their secondary is getting better every week. Um, 
Trevor, whoever starts for the Saints, whether that be Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, um, I think it'll be a low-scoring game no matter what, but I think the Saints will pull it off um, by their defense. And I think this the Titans, they'll come back down to earth a little bit after the high that was last week. I got Titans on this one. Um, you kind of convinced me. <laughs> and I'm less confident. This, this seems one. to be the I feel like of the Brandon episode. now, but th- I could definitely see them losing this as like a letdown game, um, especially coming off after that big win last week. I I still think they got it in them. I think their defense, especially, is finally starting to click now. And against Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, I think it's going to be even more amplified. Um, I think Titans offense might struggle a bit on this one. Like you said, Brian, they had a good front four and their secondary is improving. Um, and especially without that presence of the run game, uh, AP can only do so much. But I think the Titans defense is going to be the one that wins them this game. And it's probably going to be like a close, low scoring game. But I think Titans continue that streak they're on. I agree. I think it's going to be the Titans. Um, they faced a much more high powered offense last week. And um, they were able to shut down Stafford and all those receivers somehow. Um, so now you're facing one of two backups, Trevor Simeon or Taysom Hill, as Blaze was saying. And honestly, not really any weapons other than Alvin Kamara. Um, so if you can stop Alvin Kamara, I don't think the Saints are going to do much. Um, just like last week, like the, the Saints got down bad, but the Falcons thing is blowing leads. Um, so I, I just, I don't think the Saints are good. And I, I want the Saints to make the playoffs. The Saints are a playoff pick for me, but I don't think the Saints are going to win this one. I think the Titans are too good. I know that this could be seen as a letdown game, but I think this might've, that last week might've been seen as a confidence booster. You just beat the supposed team coming out of, you know, the NFC West, um, pretty handily. Um, so that defense is going to have a hell of a lot of confidence coming in here. Um, and I think that at home, I think they're going to be able to, to win this game. So I'm going Titans here. Gotcha. I, w- I wanted to add this when we talked about the Titans earlier, but the Titans scored 28 points in that game, and they were spoon-fed 14 of them. So for the rest of the game, the offense only manufactured 14 points, and the Rams, if Stafford doesn't throw those two picks back-to-back, probably win that game. They, I think they kind of were shell-shocked a little bit, and then they had two drives early in the second half stall out for field goals. They they finish those drives. It's a completely different game, but I mean the Titans still won the game. They the Titans outplayed them, but I think twenty eight points and that offense is a little bit of fool's gold. Fool's gold without Derrick Henry and given how good the Saints' defense is, I don't know if I trust Tannehill to put up twenty eight points by himself because I'm I'm assuming they're not going to get basically two pick sixes again. Two. You never know. Yeah, I guess you never know. <laughs> <laughs> to wrap it up, like we always do, it's time to talk about our Cleveland Browns. After the big emotional bounce back win against the Bengals, we now go on the road to Foxborough to face Macaroni Jones and Bill Belichick. But before we dirty, this game, dirty Mac, did you see Bill Belichick's outfit when they walked into the game last week? <laughs> no. He had like a disheveled yes. sweatshirt, and it was like half tucked <laughs> into his sweatpants, and one of the legs was like half rolled up. Yeah, it was so. As soon stupid. as I saw that, I was like, "Book it, Pats by a million. Like, he was so locked into that game, it was unreal. 
I mean, what? when you're playing Sam Darnold, you're you're ready to have some fun. <laughs> <laughs> Bill Belichick is the ghost that Sam Darnold sees. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, he's got his number. Sam Darnold sees ghosts in every team. He's just bad. <laughs> Yeah, I think the verdict is out. It wasn't the Jets. It wasn't Adam Gase. Sam Darnold just likes to turn the ball over. I think it was Adam Gase. Too. I was gonna say, I think it's Adam Gase too. But it's just they were both bad. <laughs> we just realized <laughs> we just fully embraced that now. Yep. Uh, I we're going into Foxborough. It's gonna be a good game. Uh, at this point, Odell, even if he signs with the Patriots, probably won't play. So I don't think they'll have Odell. Um, if he does choose the Patriots. I'm picking the Browns in this game. I hope Nick Chubb plays. If he doesn't, it's going to be a lot tougher um, to beat this team. But I have faith in the offense, and I have more faith in the defense. Um, We just have to really look at what Mac Jones does, and he doesn't throw the ball down the field that much, and cover that, you know, we're not no more of this off man coverage. I hate off man coverage for the Browns. Uh, you get tight in there because the the pass rush can get to Mac Jones. Hopefully, um, but yeah, uh, as long as Mac Jones doesn't gator roll Miles Garrett like he did to Brian Burns last week, I think we'll we'll win this game. So I've got the Browns. I was just about to say, I think Miles Garrett is gonna be uh gonna be on his shit that game. I think Mac Jones should be very scared of him. Uh, especially after Brian Burns's press conference today, he was like, "To my fellow uh, defensive ends, go feast or something." Yeah, and I was like hyping them up, and I think Miles Garrett's going to hear that, and Jadeveon Clowney and McDowell. I think I think it's going to be a long day for Mac Jones. I, I wouldn't mind the like one roughing the passer. I would. Oh yeah, one. <laughs> it would be cool as long as it's like in their field, and you know, it's it's yeah. <laughs> um. In Foxborough scares me. Last time we faced the Pats, I think it was in Foxborough too. Nick Chubb had his uncharacteristic fumble on that long run. He had a lot of fumbles. He had two Two fumbles. fumbles, I was actually going to mention that here in a second. Um, He's not playing though. Him not playing (laughs) also scares me though because I don't think New England's run defense is the best. Um, And I think Nick Chubb would definitely help our odds with that. Without him, I still think uh, Dearness Johnson is good. it just it's not Nick Chubb. But also I think Bill Belichick is second to Paul Brown, the best coach in NFL history. And that scares me. Um it's in Foxborough. I'm picking the Browns. I forgot to say that at the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I was, I was wondering where you were going with this. I thought you were debating here. I was like, I, damn, Blazes. <laughs> I'm picking the Browns. But I could see the Pats winning this. If you asked me Three weeks ago, I would say the Browns would win 100%. But based on how the way the Pats have been playing in the past couple of weeks, Brandon said at the first episode or first week of the season that the Pats are back. And the Pats are back. They're the seventh seed right now in the AFC. Um, we have to win this game. The Pats scare me. Bill Belichick scares me. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be a good game. But I got the Browns. That's what I was going to reference, uh, those fumbles, because when Brian says, you know, hopefully Nick Chubb plays, and I said, well, maybe we hope that he doesn't, because last time he played in New England, he fumbled the ball twice, and I'm pretty sure it was back-to-back sure plays. Um, so that, I mean, not that he's ever going to do that again, um, but, you know, it, just history sometimes repeats itself, and I don't want that to happen. But either way, we're much better when Nick Chubb's on the field. 
Um, so I'm hoping that he comes back. And, you know, now that our backup running back is also out with COVID, we have to go to a practice squad. Or actually, all three. Uh, no. Chubb, Demetric Felton, and John Kelly all have Yeah, all our COVID backup's Dearness Johnson, though, so... Well, I, I was assuming that he's playing, but yes. like everyone else is out, so we have to. Our new backup is a practice squad player. Um, you should have. So that's kind of scary, uh, <laughs> right? Um, but I still think the Browns can win this. Um, I think the the Pats are a good team, um, but I think that the Browns are still desperate. They they realize internally that we have to win almost every single game um, if we want to get a spot because of how jumbled, as we say every week, how jumbled that middle of the AFC is. Um, so we're going to come out playing desperate. Uh, another road game It's going to be hostile, but I think we're able to, Browns are able to pull that out. Yeah. The, the narrative going into this game is Browns on the road, Patriots are playing really well, Browns without Nick Chubb, Browns without all their running backs, blah, blah, blah. Nobody's talking about the fact that Damian Harris might not play and Ramondre Stevenson might not play. The, the Patriots' top two running backs. So the Patriots are also a run-first team with a somewhat limited qu- quarterback, and they also could be without their top two running backs, and nobody seems to be talking about that. And you heard from CJ in his interview. He is very confident in the Browns this week, and I would be remiss if I did not roll with CJ, even though he does lead me astray sometimes. I think he's right on this one. I will back CJ up, and I think the Browns get another huge victory on the road against the Patriots, really setting forward what could be, then be a letdown game against the Lions the following week, which I hope not. Stop it. Stop then you it. have Ravens by week Ravens kicking off the most important stretch of the Browns' season. Yep. This week and the week against the Lions are extremely important. I think we have to you, win you them You win both. them both, I, you I, give yourself the tiniest bit of leeway. When you have to play those. You can lose to the Ravens. Yeah, you can split with the Ravens. Yeah, they, they need these games to get ahead of the eight ball in terms of how tough their schedule is down the stretch. And I think they do. I I was not confident at all in the Browns last week. I was very much a Debbie Downer. But I'm right back on the train. <laughs> Does not take Let's much go. to get me back on the train. But I, there's a lot of games I'm excited to watch this weekend as a fan. I'm going to sit my happy butt down on the couch at 12.45, and I will probably not get up other than to grab food and use the bathroom until 10 p.m., and it's going to be glorious. So that wraps up our Week 10 picks. To finish the episode, we're going to not even talk about football. In a new segment called Trevor. In other news. Cue up random news like... Okay, boys, you don't need to do that. that. Just long. use that. No, Just no, use it needs that. to be that long. No, 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 no. You, you can doesn't need any extra time. sound effect. It would have to be that. <laughs> that I'll sound effect of Brandon some, just like made. Little, little effects on that. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some reverb. Some Yeah, some echo. Some reverb. reverb. All right, Trevor, you can do whatever you want with this one. Alrighty, righty. Um, just a couple things here that I wanted to talk about outside of football. Um, first thing is college basketball is back. Um, I think there were 78 or something games last night um, to kick off the season. The, the Akron Zips Blue. nearly beat Ohio State. Ohio State won on a shot with 0.5 seconds left. <laughs> um, so if that's any indication how this season, <laughs> season is going to go, I am not looking hey, forward to we, it. We, it. We played Buffalo today, and it got a little close in the second half, but we, I think we ended up winning by like 14 or something. 
Oh, you won soundedly, so I, I'm, I'm content <laughs> nice. with them. <laughs> OU is on the rise. They are, even without Jason Preston this year. So, um, college, that, it's exciting that college basketball is back. I always enjoy the first month of college basketball because that's when you get all of your random Maui Invitational, Atlantis Invitational, Vegas, like all these random tip-off games and invitationals of teams. Um, and then, you know, once you, know, you get to You know December, what I want January, back in college basketball? When the, my peak of enjoying college basketball was when Zion was in there. Just Zion watching back? Zion Williams in games, that was fun. <laughs> I, I thought it was even like more that. fun when Duke lost, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm always I'm a Duke yeah. fan. I like Duke. Ew, you're a what? Ew. I have family Ew. that went. To you're Duke. gonna oh. add that on? No, no one gives a shit a about your family. <laughs> I like. That's kind of mean, but all right. <laughs> you know, like I, thought I, I thought Orange I was bad <laughs> when I said, "What are you like? Orange slices? Are you geriatric?" And I was like. Actually, my grandma had orange slices, <laughs> but that just topped it. Yeah, come on, man. I didn't mean it in a bad right, way. Right. No, no, like, no, 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 no. I get it. I get it. I get it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I like November in basketball. Once it gets to December, January, I kind oh, of Big Ten basketball is fun. Big Ten basketball is fun. Yeah, but like I, I prefer that once you get to like February and close to the tournament because yeah. that's once football season's over. So, I, I used to love when we were in school. Like Thanksgiving break or the beginning of Christmas break, like Ohio State plays yep. UCLA at eleven o'clock in Hawaii. Like, sure, I'll stay up till two in the morning and watch that game for no reason. Like, <laughs> that was honestly always the highlight of my like Thanksgiving break is the, the random Ohio State game that's tipped off at like ten or eleven, and I'd stay up and watch the whole thing. Yep. A couple years ago it was Gonzaga, we played them super late, and it was a yep. super fun game to watch. But yeah, those tournaments when the coaches get to put on like Hawaiian shirts doesn't get any better. <laughs> Yep. So, yeah, like I said, college basketball is back. Also, um, some NBA stuff here. Uh, the Cavs are decent this year. I know they just ended up losing to the Wizards. Oh, they, they lost by three oh. points. Yeah, so that's seven sucks. five. Um, yeah, seven five. They're still, I think, that six or seven seed right now. Obviously, that doesn't matter because we're three weeks into the season. Um, but Evan Mobley, I think, was a great hit. Oh, he, he looks like a stud. Dominant. He's been playing dominant, and when and when you're starting three seven footers and playing this well, <laughs> I mean that's pretty well, fucking good. Well, been out, but didn't Colin Sexton get hurt? Yeah, Sexton's yeah, gonna be out, out for a while. But like I, I said at the beginning of the season, I think we'll challenge for some playing games, or we'll make some playing games, and that's where we're at right now. So looking good. So I yep, think so, it was funny then, uh, with the uh, Cavs. It was they were 4 and 4 and the Browns were 4 and 4 and it was completely different vibes <laughs> in each of those. They're like the Cavs are 4 and 4 and everyone was like celebrating. They're like hey, the Browns the are Browns 4 and 4. This the next, is the worst. Season. You know, four games go 3 and 1 and they're 7 and 5. I'm That's a decent. Say the Cavs know? won 3 games in a row after they were 4 and 4. <laughs> <laughs> We've already got one. <laughs> parallels um and then another story last night out of the nba was nikola Jokic uh shoving uh one of the morris brothers to Assault. the floor after a hard foul um and then the entire heat bench was barking at Jokic and apparently waiting outside of the uh denver locker room well jimmy butler uh, was like uh meet me outside or you want to go outside or something I, I like yelling okay at the bench. look all of the heat players they're they're jacked they're really you know they're really good shaped people. I don't know if anyone individually would want to fight a seven foot like Eastern European man. Because And his two brothers. Yeah, and his two brothers who are close to seven foot as well. Like, that would be 
that would be a fight you might not win. So, you know, they were ganging up, but like I don't know if you guys saw this. The Jokic brothers made a Twitter to solely go after uh the Morris brothers and they started tweeting at them and everything. And uh the Jokic brothers bought tickets in Miami for the Denver Miami. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's that season. that next game is gonna be fun. <laughs> I want to watch. I'm just excited. To, I hope they I'm put that on to see the Jokic time. brothers. Jokic <laughs> brothers court side. Oh, that is going to be a hell of a we, game. We always, I mean, speaking um, of fights, too, Frank Gore yeah, is going what? into boxing against <laughs> Darren Williams. What? That's gonna be a fun time. <laughs> I thought it was a joke when I first read that. I mean, they're on the Jake Paul like, undercards, so like, I kind of thought he was still in the NFL. Loki, I had no idea. I did too. Yeah, I didn't know he. <laughs> Is he officially retired? I don't think so. Because I feel like, hey, if the Browns need a running back, <laughs> let's sign Frank Call Gore Frank before Gore? he fights Darren Williams, right? Oh, he's going to kick Darren Williams' ass. Like, well, probably. <laughs> There's no way he doesn't. But No, I saw that fight and I was just like, what the hell? I, I love in the NBA, we get at least two or three stories of player XYZ waits outside locker room to fight other player. Every year, there's at least two of these stories, and most of the time, it surrounds either the Clippers or Jimmy Butler. It seems like <laughs> so. Yeah. Chris or Chris Paul or Chris Pat Paul. Bev. Yep, Pat Bev, Chris Paul. Yeah, we have. To, we, there's the typical oh. culprits. We got one. We're due for probably mid-season. We'll get another one. But those stories always crack me up. Like, it's going to be do? Demarcus Cousins. You're just going to fight this dude in the locker room. Yeah. Okay. Apparently. Sure, try it. Like, I get it was a cheap shot, but Markeith Morris also did took a cheap shot at Jokic. Like, he started it. <laughs> he just turned his... Like, if you're going to do that and try and get into a scrap, don't turn your back, man. <laughs> don't turn your back. <laughs> That's your fault. <laughs> yes. And to go away from sports and some other news, first, Brandon had some car troubles last week. Yep. Um, and we'd love to hear an update about how your car um, is doing. Is your engine yeah, fixed? Yeah, I, th- I think it's fixed. It was, I would be driving, just home from work, go to stop at a stop sign, and then my car wouldn't move ever again. And I would have to sit with my hazards on for like 10 minutes and then start it back up and it would go again. But that happened multiple times. It, I finally got it into a shop. It was in the shop for two weeks, basically, before they figured out what was wrong with it. Then they figured out what was wrong with it. I took my rental car back on a Wednesday, which rental cars are ungodly expensive. So stupid. Anyway, took it back on a Wednesday night. They said it was going to be done Thursday evening. I'm like, sweet. I'll work from home Thursday. Go pick up my car. No big deal. Wasn't done Thursday because the lady ordered the wrong part. Ugh. So then they come, Dumbass. they call me back. They're like, actually, we ordered the wrong part. The real part's an extra $100. I'm like, whatever at this point. Holy shit. Just, I'm just getting boned. But then like, it will be done Friday evening. I was like, all right, I'll work from home one more day. Friday evening goes around, car's not done. So then, this shop's not open on the weekend. So I had no car for the entire weekend last weekend, and then had to work from home for half a Monday, then Uber to the mechanic to pick up my car Monday, and then go into work. So I finally have my car back. Hopefully it's actually fixed. Put way too much money into the situation already. But we got that back, and also everything I touch breaks, because then my work laptop broke yesterday. And I couldn't do work oh. for four hours because I was trying to fix it, re-downloading BIOS and updating software and firmware. And duh, it's been a weird two weeks to say the say the least. Have you tested your car since? Are you able to like rev up the engine? Rev up now? those fryers. Oh yeah, it revs up real good. Rev up those fryers. Sweet. 
That's some bullshit, though. I mean, just... <laughs> We, we we forgot we we ordered the wrong part, so we're keeping your car for four more days. Also, you owe us like, another hundred dollars. Yeah, there's yeah. the kicker. Stupid. I probably would have been in their office screaming at the face. I was so <laughs> done with the situation. I had no energy. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. And then um, another person who had some fun <laughs> news this week was our very own Brian Reem. He went on a hot date last night. Hence uh, why we were recording we a day to, late. So we, I was going to say, we had to you move were, the recording for this like hot CJ date. If you like CJ and love to listen Thursday mornings, it won't be out till Friday morning. And it's all because of this guy who had a hot date and he won't tell us who she is, what she looks like, or what her name is. Please. Please. Also, so, it's probably going to be Friday afternoon. Son of a gun, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's not my fault. That's Blaze. <laughs> But either way, Brian, are you going to tell us anything, or are you just going to leave us in the dark yeah, here? No, I, I told you. I was, <laughs> this was a waste of time putting in the, this in the podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> yes! Yeah! God damn it. <laughs> oh, my. That was Brian. fun. <laughs> okay, so everyone listening at home... Um, <laughs> if you hear a break in the audio, it's because... Before Brian could throw out a mumble jumbo of words and not tell us anything about his date, our Zoom call crashed. It was literally the most ironic, perfect time it was, of all time. It was perfect. It Just was, like Brian it drew it up. Ridiculous. Perfect timing. Ridiculous. Anyway. I mean, we're just... You got bailed out this gonna... time, Brian. Anyway. As I was saying, I don't know why you put it in the podcast uh, to-do list. Um, because I already told you I'm not telling you anything. I, so, I don't understand why. Like, does she go friends. to a different school? You wouldn't know. Is that why you're so? <laughs> you wouldn't know her. She goes to a different school. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, this is a new mystery. We're gonna start a separate podcast called "Who's Brian's Date," <laughs> and we're gonna have a whole whole murder mystery Mi- podcast. Miss nice we're gonna fly down me. to Washington D.C. and any blonde girl we see, we're gonna interview on the spot. Did you go on a date with Brian Reem? <laughs> You're going to be like uh, Billy on the street. <laughs> we should post this on TikTok and see if it goes viral and then see if it should come out. Yes, we're definitely going to have to start our own uh, separate little thing investigation here. I'll hire, I'll hire a PI to figure out who this girl is. Mm. So Sounds good to me. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Brian is... I don't know if Brian's and, embarrassed to tell us or just and, like whoa. doing it to be thinks he's funny by not telling us. All I know is anytime we try to wrap both, up... Who knows? Anytime we try to wrap up an episode, it just devolves into chaos every well because trevor puts these stupid ass sections at the end of the podcast okay mr orange just derail slices. the conversation <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right i'll take that i'll take that nickname. Oh, hey to, to i've podcast, got several more tier lists to debate i don't so. care i ate a jolly <laughs> rancher Christ. yesterday and i thought about blaze and mouthfeel the entire time <laughs> i have you, never did you bite it. it did you bite it no you know because you have to do that with candy I th- I thought I've never thought so okay. intently. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I, that's why Jolly Ranchers didn't beat whoever they were facing because you got you can't bite on, you can't chew them. That's your words. You just that's said your that. words. I am speaking. You said that you have to bite candy to enjoy it. Uh uh uh. What? What is this called? What What is this called? You Ooh, suck on these. He's, They're called so suckers. He just, you just pulled them. up some suckers. You suck them. You don't bite them. Actually, I bite them a lot. But oh, you okay. have to bite candy all to right. enjoy all them. Right. All right. All right. 
right. Oh, all right. no. You're a little late on that. <laughs> Can we get a shirt that says, that has a picture of two suckers and says, you know, you know what these are? You suck them. <laughs> Can we have a shirt that just says recording in progress? <laughs> I always forget to hit the damn record button when our Zoom crashes. And all the good stuff always happens right after the Zoom crashes. It's like it derails us. It yeah. does. All right. You, you want to close this one out, Brandon? Yes. I will take this moment of non-chaos to close out the episode. Thank you all for listening to the Week 10 episode. We will be, we'll be back again following Week 10. <laughs> to recap the week and to look forward to week 11. Brian is now making fun of me because I got tongue-tied, which I, I deserve because Jimmy Garoppolo was all my doing. But thank you guys for listening, and we will see you again next week. See ya. See you guys. Adios. Just wanna have some fun somehow. I'm a terrible son. I just wanna play Fortnite. I have these Fortnite dreams where I play with my team, thinking of. Winning.